Hello, and welcome to another episode of Music and Vibes. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. How are you doing? I hope that you're having an amazing week. I know, I say this all the time, but I am one of those annoying, quote-unquote, glass-half-full people who believe that even in the midst of a bad week, there are just so many amazing moments to be grateful and thankful for. To be honest with you, this week has been kind of rocky, but the rocky parts of the week could not, cannot, and will not overshadow how amazing this week has been. I have gotten a lot of good news. Like, for example, I got accepted into Liberty University to complete a second master's in social media management. Okay, the first master's was not in social media marketing. It was in um, counseling psychology. So the second master's I'm going to get... I decided to do it in something I'm really interested in, and that is social media managing. So that is what I'm going to go to Liberty University to do. I want to get my master's doing that. And the great thing about it is that it is an online class. Now, I don't know about everybody, um, but years ago, there were no online classes. So you had to either take off from work and go to school. I did that. Or you had to not work and go to school. I did that too. Or you would work and then go to school at night. I did that too, but it's amazing, like you can go anywhere in the world and do anything. There's no more excuses for why you can't major in something you're interested in because there are so many opportunities. You can go online and you can major in anything that you want to do, so I'm excited about that. I'm also excited because I have a job interview scheduled for sometime next week, which if I got the job would allow me to move to California which is something my husband and I have wanted to do for years. And I think it would be nice to have like a change of scenery. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Alabama. I have been here since I graduated from college. And I love it. I like the, I don't know, it gets colder here than what it used to. But I mean, it's still not bad. It's a good place to live. I think cost of living is relatively cheap. And... It's really a nice place, and the kids like it. Their schools in Madison are really amazing. So if anyone wants to move to Alabama, looking to move to Madison, awesome school district, just an incredible place to live. So I like it, but I've been here for a while, and I just think that it would be fun for us to move and do something else. Listen, I'm good either way. If I get the job and move to California, I'm great, I'm ecstatic, I'm happy. If it doesn't work out, I'm still good regardless. But that still doesn't mean I won't move eventually because, you know, just because you didn't get one job doesn't mean that you won't get another one if you apply for it. So I'm good either way. But I'm saying not to say that life is full of good things. And I just think we have to take them. Like, I'm very excited for all of these new developments. However, this week has also been a week where I've had some disappointments there have even been some setbacks and you know how sometimes we look at things and we're just like, oh, this has gone terribly wrong. But, and I think I have had a couple of moments this week. I was like, oh my goodness, what has happened? This is not going well. But through it all, you know, I have to say that I chose instead of, instead of focusing like on disappointments and setbacks, I just chose to focus on the good things, which have happened to me a lot this week. And because of all the good things that have happened, I'm thankful that good things and bad things happen like mixed up together. Like, I haven't really had a week where it was like one bad thing after the other. It may have started off bad, 
but then it ended up good or vice versa but the point is there was enough good mixed in with it so that I wasn't like oh my goodness what is happening and I wasn't crying and freaking out so this week was one it's a regular week it's life you have good moments you have bad but I just choose to focus on the good things because life is full of setbacks life is full of good and bad moments and I feel that sometimes we rob ourselves of opportunities to be happy and this is me included because we're just so super focused on bad moments in our lives this is why it's each week i'm always saying that my week has been amazing because it was like my life is not perfect but i made the decision some time ago to be happy and it's like i made that decision years ago and i continue to make that decision every day just to be happy and not let life or circumstances dictate how i feel now, this is not always an easy thing to do because life happens and you feel sad, the scariest and upset. But it is a choice that I choose to make. I know it sounds like I don't cry at times and that I have everything together. But let me be real. I don't have everything together and I do cry. But usually when I cry, I give myself time to cry. So if I'm crying about something or really like upset or frustrated, I give myself a few hours or some. in some cases I give myself a day. But after that, it's like time to Kiana get back up. It's not the end of the world. It'll be okay. So I give myself time to have a pity party. And then I remind myself that, you know, tomorrow's another day and things will be better tomorrow. Yeah, I'm just that kind of annoying optimist. But it works for me. And I think it's so true. This week has also been very busy for me because my kids go back to school in two weeks. Yes. Not because I didn't enjoy having them home. But it's nice for them to get back to school because they're bored like they told me the other day ma our favorite times of school is at the beginning of school and at the end they don't like the middle part so much but they're excited about going back to school um i have two middle schoolers one will be playing a trumpet i think yeah she's joining band i have my baby who this is her last year of elementary school and then my oldest daughter, it'll be her last year of middle school. So yeah, we're excited. And the kids are going back to school. Now for Megan, my middle daughter, this is her first year of middle school. So there are a lot of orientations that I need to go to in order to get her prepared for her first day of middle school. I think that it helps out a lot that Kennedy was there last year. So I kind of know what to expect. Megan kind of knows what to expect because she went to all of the orientations and everything that we had to do she's already done so that is how it's working out i really don't know how i'm feeling about having two middle schoolers and my youngest this being her last year in middle school because it's like my girls are growing up so fast dawson my youngest like i said it's her last year of middle school she's in fifth grade sorry her last year of elementary school and she's in fifth grade like i don't know if i will if i want to cry when she goes to middle school i don't know about all this growing up stuff as their mom I just don't think I'm ready to have them grow up, but I guess I need to get ready for them to grow up because me not being ready is not stopping the process. Like, I'm just going to have to suck it up and brace myself because the girls are growing up whether I want them to or not. Now, for all you parents out there, what were some milestones that made you realize that your child or children were growing up? For me, it's them going to middle school, but it could be something totally different for you. I would just love to hear about that moment when you realize that your child was growing up. So to tell me about those moments, you can send me a message on the Music and Vibes Facebook page. And the handle to that page is at 
the Music and Vibes podcast. And this is all together. No spaces, just at the Music and Vibes podcast. Once again, the handle is at the Music and Vibes podcast. And this is the best way to reach me on the Facebook page. I can't wait to hear from you because I'm just dying to know what was that one defining moment that you realized your kid was growing up. All right, hope to hear from you soon. I would like to talk about this horrible thing that we do in our relationships and that thing is blaming our spouse or significant other. Maybe I should just not assume that everyone blames their spouse but for those of us who feel a need to be honest can you just agree with me that at some point in our marriage or relationship we have blamed our spouse for something. Let's play a little game for a moment. I'm going to call this game the blame game. Now, each time you hear a phrase or a comment being said that you have used to blame your spouse, I want you to say out loud, I've done that. Now, only do this if you're listening in the car or somewhere alone so that people are not looking at you like you're crazy. But if you're at work or around other people, then just agree with me non-verbally or say it in your head like, hmm, I've done that. You can think that so it won't be like a big deal. All right, so here we go. Are you ready to play? Phrase number one. I wouldn't yell at you if you didn't do things that make me yell. Phrase number two. I would have been on time for work if you didn't drive so slowly. Phrase number three. I wouldn't be so tired if you just cleaned up the house when I got home. Phrase number four. This is the fill in the blank. So you just, here we go. I wouldn't have done blank if you did not do blank. Now this phrase, we can all agree on because we have all said it in some way, shape, or form, or fashion. And finally, phrase number five. We wouldn't be in this situation if you didn't do that. Now, how many of these phrases have you said? I can honestly say I probably said (laughs) three out of five, which of course is not good and it's bad. Now, I don't know how many phrases you have said or can identify with, but the fact of the matter is that if you have said even one of these phrases, then you, like me, have had a part in tearing down our relationship or marriage. One thing that all these phrases have in common is that every single phrase was what I like to call a quote-unquote blaming phrase. I know you are just dying to know what a blaming phrase is. Well, I describe a blaming phrase as a phrase that is used to put the blame on your spouse and lessen your responsibility for your actions. Here's a good example of what I'm talking about. Now, ever since I was a little girl, I was always told that it's okay to hit someone if they hit me first. So my mom, she had a rule like, Kiana, if somebody hit you first, you're fine. If you hit them back, we get in trouble. You won't be in trouble at home. However, I was not allowed to go and hit somebody else first without them bothering me. Because then I would be in trouble because she did not play around with bullies. So that was the rules. Like if someone hit me first, it was okay to hit them back. So one day, I was in my school. I got into a fight at school. And I got suspended. And when my mom asked me what happened, I told her I was defending myself, which was true. And that I would not have gotten suspended if the other girl had not hit me first. This is also true, but I failed to take responsibility for my part in being suspended from school. Now, before you agree with little kid Kiana, 
who it sounds like was bullied and attacked and beat up or had to fight and struggle for her very survival, I just want to let you know that I went to a very small church school and that we had grades 1 through 4 in one room and grades 5 through 8 in another room. There may have been two teachers in the whole school. And I also think I should mention that all the kids in the school went to the same church that I did. So, and once again, it was not a lot of kids. Maybe there was 15 at the most. Not a lot of kids. So, it's not like I was fighting for survival in a terrible public school in a rough neighborhood where I had to fight. No, it was not like that. Actually, when the other girl hit me that day, we were outside on the playground, and we were both arguing with each other. I don't even remember what it was, but we were arguing with each other in front of a teacher. And the teacher was coming over to tell us to stop and that we need to get along. So while the teacher was walking over to us to tell us to stop arguing, the other girl hit me. But, you know, in hindsight, I really didn't need to hit her back because the teacher was literally just a few feet away from us. He was standing right there. And that teacher was fair. It's not like it was a teacher who would see somebody do something and then be like, okay, and ignore it or whatever. No, he was a fair teacher. So if I had not hit her back, she would have just got suspended by herself. But instead, I chose to hit her back. And we both got suspended. Now, should the other girl have hit me? No. She should have kept her hands to herself. But I also should not have hit her back because the teacher was like right there and he would have taken care of it. But I chose to hit her back. So if I had not hit her back, I probably would not have gotten suspended. But I did hit her back. I should have let the teacher deal with it. So in hindsight, the reason I got suspended was not because the other girl hit me, but it was because I hit her back and I broke the school's no fighting policy. And if I wanted to go further, I could say that I had a part in this because I shouldn't have been arguing. Like, I don't even remember what it was about. So I can't remember what we were arguing about. It couldn't have been that important. So I probably should have just, if she said something or did something I didn't like, I should have just gone to the teacher and told them and just did something else. I honestly didn't have to get involved in all of that. So that is why I got suspended. But at the time, I blamed her. And I said it was her fault, but you know, I know it wasn't exact. It wasn't all on her because I had my part in it too. I will say, however, that I am glad I hit her back and I'd probably do it again if I had to do things over. I just think that sometimes you gotta let people know, hey, do not mess with me. Anyway, so I'm glad I did it and I probably would do it again, but I do own my part in getting suspended. And I understand that I could not that I cannot and should not have just blamed the other girl for the fight and disregard my part in the fight slash suspension. Now to clarify things just a little further, it wasn't even really a fight. It was more like she hit me, I hit her back, my sister tried to hit her because she hit me, the fight was immediately broken up, and all three of us got suspended for two days. That's how I went down. Yeah. I told you this story because I want to just make a point that I refuse to take responsibility. And sometimes in our marriages, we refuse to take responsibility for our fight or for our part in the fight or conflict. And we blame our spouse to cover up our actions. Now, if you think about it, this is what we are doing. Like, seriously, that story I told you about my little fight when I was in grade school, that is the same thing we do in our relationships. It's just so easy to put the blame on our spouse or significant other when there's an argument, whether it's financial problems or if something goes wrong in our marriage or relationship. Now, for all of my Christian friends listening out there, 
you know how it is we'll be quick to point out our, how our spouse is acting we'll say stuff like well he just acting that way because he needs jesus or she just need god but we fail to notice our need for him too i think that now will be a good time to point out that your spouse cannot argue alone so if you have been involved in any arguments in your marriage or relationship then i think that it would be fair to point out that you had a part in that argument too or should i say that disagreement because that's my code word for argument. Why is it so easy to blame people closest to us for problems in the relationship? Well, it's because none of us want to be that person. You know, the person who does mean things or the person who is selfish or the person who is unkind, that person who is not honest, the person who has a bad temper, the person who's not loving, the person who is bad with money, and the list can go on and on and on. So for us not to be that person, we blame our spouse. Now, we still do things that are not kind, honest, loving, etc. But it's just a lot easier to look at ourselves in the mirror if we feel like we are justified in our selfishness or justified in us being unkind or unloving because someone made us act that way. You know, we are so perfect that it has to be the actions of someone else that would make us react in such an uncharacteristic way because we would never on our own act that way without being provoked. Okay, please catch the sarcasm that I had as I just said that phrase because the truth of the matter is that we are just naturally selfish and sometimes unkind and unloving. We don't always make the best or the right decisions, but if we break it down like that, we will have to really see ourselves for who we really are and try to change. And trying to change ourselves is very hard. See, without blame, we are forced to take responsibility for our actions, our thoughts, and our deeds, which is a difficult thing to do because taking responsibility for our own actions, thoughts, and deeds would indicate that we are not perfect and that we need to change. It's easy to point out flaws in someone else and then try to change them, but it is so hard to see our own flaws and then try to work on ourselves. Now, I don't want you to think I'm giving your spouse or significant other a pass because I'm not doing that. But what I am saying is that it's important, I feel, for us to know that we can't control them and that we can only control ourselves. I am sure that they have done some things that were wrong, but you have too. And so today, it's time for you to acknowledge your part in the problems that you have caused in your marriage or relationship and begin to work on yourself. It wasn't until I owned my part in the fight at school that I realized that I had a bad temper and that I needed to work on that. So maybe if we stop blaming our spouse and begin to take ownership of our actions, we will begin to see how some of the things that we can do contributes to some of the conflict in our relationship or marriages. It's hard to fix something that you don't realize is broken. And if we blame our spouse, we can mask our true motives and flaws. So, if you were able to relate with the blame game that we played at the beginning of the podcast, then maybe you need to spend some time this week looking at the problems in your marriage or relationship without blame and owning your part in some of the conflicts in your marriage. By making a choice to take ownership of your part in the conflict, you are freeing yourself to be a better husband or wife. Don't worry about what they are doing. The important thing is that you are working on yourself and eventually they will notice the difference in you and they will also begin to change. Sometimes it's better to lead by example and not argue or fight. Remember, anyone can fight and argue, but it takes a leader to lead by example. 
The song we are going to listen to today is called God I Tried. And it's about a woman who blames her husband for everything and has a hard time taking ownership for her part in the conflict of her marriage.
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank our sponsors, Anique Music and the Music and Vibes Store for their continued support of the program. Anique Music is the publishing company that represents all of the music heard here on the show. Thank you so much, Anique Music, for your sponsorship. I would also like to thank our new sponsor. Okay, they're not really new anymore, but I still like to thank our sponsor, the Music and Vibes Store. The Music and Vibes Store is an online store that sells accessories and shoes that have flair and that will make you the envy of all your friends. The Music and Vibes Store will be opening sometime within the next couple of months. So stay tuned to the podcast to find out more details about the grand opening. I just want to take this time to thank all of you guys for just hanging out with me today. I truly love and appreciate all of you. Now, don't forget to share this episode of the podcast with your friends and family. I also want to remind you to go to Apple Music, formerly known as iTunes, and go to... Now, if you go to um, Apple Music and look for the podcast, you can find it if you type in the Music and Vibes Podcast. Put it, yeah, so we'll do that. So just go to the Music and Vibes Podcast. I will try my best to remember to put it in the show notes. I say this all the time, and I mostly forget. I'm going to try to do it this week, but if I forget, just go to the Music and Vibes Podcast. And when you go there, subscribe, leave a review for the show. After you do that, you can um, head over to our website, which is musicandvibes.com, and just check out the new website. And feel free to sign up for our newsletter. This is one of the many ways you can keep up to date with all of the things going on with Music and Vibes. You can also connect with me on my Instagram page. Now, my handle there is Music and Vibes. So you can just go there. I answer all my DMs or comments. So if you leave me a message, I will respond. And finally, you can connect with me on the Music and Vibes Facebook page. Guys, thank you so much for spending time with me today. And I can't wait to spend time with you again next week. All right. Bye-bye for now. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.